0: It's just a puppet show the wrestling life think three times when you feel it kicking in hey everybody it's the wrestling life it's episode 270 it is now july the first week of july 2021 i'm ethan and i'm liam Liam, we have so much to talk about this week.
1: And as always, so many, many things we can't talk about right here on the first and still the only wrestling podcast. That's right. We
0: have WWE Raw to talk about. We have WWE SmackDown to talk about. We have WWE Dynamite. Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa.
1: What a terrible mistake you've just made.
0: Oh, no. You got to cut me some slack. You've got to give me a break.
1: That's right. Cause you're a special, you're a special flower <laughs> and you can't take any criticism. And how dare anyone criticize you for uh, messing up, you know, the name of the comp- of, of the company. Like that's anyone can make that mistake. Yes. Yes. All right.
0: So we have uh, AEW down. to talk about as well. And Jim Ross to talk about <laughs> always, always one of my favorite topics of discussion. <laughs> Where should we start? Let's start with uh, last week's SmackDown uh, chronologically here. Uh, by the time you listen to this on Friday, it'll be time for another SmackDown, but eh. Edge came back, uh, appeared on WWE TV for the first time since getting stacked and pinned at WrestleMania along with <laughs> Daniel Bryan. And I guess he's his baby face again. And they're trying because they, uh, they don't got anybody else ready for Roman Reigns. So what do you think about Edge coming back?
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, and in that they don't have anybody else. Um, I'm glad they didn't do the normal WWE thing, which is just to out there again. <laughs> or or Cesaro or any of the other guys he's beaten. Like yeah, sure. That's usually what they do. So the fact that, like, okay, he didn't do a singles match with Edge. Um, ideally again, you would think, well, if you wanted to do a singles match with edge down the line, maybe don't have him pin edge and Brian in that match, but Hey, you know, that was, that was so long ago. Who could, who could have <laughs> known what they would be doing two months later. Yes. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was a, a an effective enough segment and, and edge is a good talker and, and, and we'll get, uh, we'll get some good acting along the road here, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's of, of the available choices. If it was this or, dominic Mysterio, uh yeah i'm i'm happy with edge
0: roster's a little thin and getting thinner each day but yes what does this mean for john cena um edge doesn't feel like a a one month program to me and john cena made a comment somewhere recently i saw in an interview where he said you know the insurance on these movie things they just don't allow you to pop in and out of of pro and do pro wrestling matches uh as as you might think so does this mean we're not getting John Cena and Roman and Roman Reigns uh in Las Vegas for SummerSlam
1: yeah i, mean, I think that's a that's that could be a diff, definite possibility um obviously this is this is like a cheap answer but it's it's if if there is anything less than a clean finish with edge Um, I think there's kind of two ways to go that you can have somebody cost edge the match and then edge spins off with them for SummerSlam. Rollins. Uh, Yeah. Rollins would be the the obvious one. I think they, they even kind of hinted at that on talking smack this week, Um, which is Paul off that show now. I don't know. I, I just know somebody uh, sent me a clip where he was laughing about how he never watched raw. And I was like, (laughs) Well, that got somebody fired in the last week. So maybe that got him taken off of talking smack uh, this week. Uh, that may have been his insider comment of the week. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Um, or, yeah. And again, I don't think it, they're paying that close attention, but. Right. Um, I, ha- I haven't heard he's off. The show. Okay. All right. So maybe, maybe it was just a one week thing, but, uh, yeah. but anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think if they, if they spin edge off with Rollins, that's, that would still leave Roman needing a a Summer Slam worthy opponent, and I don't think Jim Uso is that guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that's, it's,
0: that's probably happening at some point, though, right?
1: Yeah, that feels like a September or October pay per view. <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, match to me uh, <laughs> when we're really back in the in the not trying.
0: Oh man, uh, we're headed for the doldrums.
1: Yep. I forgot about that. And you don't even have like hell in a cell
0: this year, like in October. So they're really not going to, they're really, they're not going to heat anything up. It's going to be cold from the night after SummerSlam or two nights after SummerSlam until Royal rumble.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll, they'll work in like a, a three way with edge and Rollins on one of those shows. And then, yeah, probably a fall and then they get to take a month off in November because they do Raw versus SmackDown. And so they, they don't have to try for a month. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, in December, we'll get, you know, a, probably TLC or whatever.
0: We are two weeks away from the return of fans. And I presume the return of Becky Lynch, which I would put that, I would first segment of SmackDown on Friday the 16th. That's what I would do
1: yeah i agree i think that's you gotta i mean that's that's obvious i mean not obvious to agree with but like yeah if if she's ready to come back which from all appearances she is uh this is the time you first show back with fans you want i'm guessing they're gonna put her on smackdown because that's the more important show theoretically yeah i i think she's your mark for smackdown yeah, so I think that's that. So yeah, I think that's that would be a really tremendous and exciting way to start off, you know, the first fully packed arena show in, in uh, over a year. Yeah, I it, think that's.
0: It helps that they don't have any challengers ready for Bianca Belair.
1: That's true. That's they true. Just, they just keep having her beat Bailey. That's right. Yeah, and then uh, Bailey pinned her on SmackDown this week, so they're just doing it again
0: bailey's tremendous bailey really earned herself a spot with her work last summer mm-hmm. um i don't think it does her any good to um lose each and every time <laughs> she wrestles <laughs> with the exception like you said of her pinning bianca in a tag match uh last week
1: yeah it doesn't doesn't really it just doesn't feel like they have much much going on there it's like they're doing a, a secondary women's feud which could Of Liv Morgan and Carmella uh, wrestling every week, and yes, then that's that's kind of it for the SmackDown women, and and of course you know the tag team champions and the protagonists of (laughs) WWE Reginald, but um, but yeah, other than that, uh, it's there's pretty slim pickings. Um, Raw and and I I don't think the and it's Raw has a I feel like more women, but they do like equally little with them so 100%. so yeah it's, it doesn't it doesn't feel like either so it's not even something where i feel like oh well if they draft it they can move you know they can move charlotte over there and move and and move bailey over to raw and she can feud with Rhea or whatever it's like okay that'll that'll keep that'll freshen things for a month but then you're right back to oh right that's it that's all we have
0: <laughs> yeah on on the raw side you got charlotte ria and asuka and they all wrestle each other every week. Charlotte and Asuka wrestle a singles match at least three times a month. And then you have uh, Mandy and Dana wrestling uh, the tag champs in the tag division, whatever the hell Alexa Bliss is doing. Uh, Nikki Crows has a new superhero character that they've given some kind of horrible branding name to that is, <laughs> just says it's Vince McMahon all over it. Almost 100%. a superhero yes
1: uh yeah just 100 it's now i will say to to nikki's credit and that you know the story was i believe her her husband uh who has i think been fired since the last time we did a show yes since uh, been fired uh mentioned mentioned on twitter uh that this was her idea Uh, and i will say the execution of it notwithstanding and i have no faith that they would keep up with this however I cannot think of one act on WWE television currently that I could see appealing to children. And so if she can slide into that role by default, like you can sell a lot of toys and merchandise. Like, and I'm like hurricane Helms can tell you like he, he made some good money doing that, that goofy stuff. So like, that's not, that's not the worst role to have. No, if sure. And clearly her heart's in it for the moment. And again, I think it's going to mostly just end with her getting pinned a lot. But yes, if she, you know, now that crowds are back, she might have enough. If she is given regular television time, perhaps she will, you know, be able to connect with a younger audience that, you know, is, you know, (laughs) this audience gets older every day. So like we so anything that could be targeted towards specifically younger children, uh is probably worth giving a shot to and if you are nikki cross and you've been on the main roster for four years now and uh you've looked at like the most television time you've gotten and to where you are how you are being utilized now if your goal is to stay employed yeah this is probably not the worst idea
0: yeah i had not thought of that angle until you told me about it and it's like you know that's actually really brilliant with john cena Uh, not really there anymore. Who whose merch would you buy for your kid? (laughs) Right? It's like, well, I guess you will always sell some Rey Mysterio masks. Sure. But but Rey's 157 years old. And it's (laughs) like and he doesn't look it and he still does pretty much everything he's always done in the ring. He's an absolute one of a kind living legend that will never get his due but aside from that yeah who 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 are you selling merch and you're gonna sell a lot of capes and masks and action figures and because nikki is a woman appealing to young girls i think is really smart as well you'll sell dolls like they'll that's really smart if they give her a push
1: yeah, I mean, there is that other ha- half of it. Like, are they going to produce merchandise for her, right. or is she just going to be this weird <laughs> little novelty act that comes out and loses in two right. minutes on main event most weeks?
0: Yeah, yeah, we don't have an answer. We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see how that goes. Money in the bank's coming up. They're doing a lot of these qualifying match deals. Drew McIntyre, Riddle is clearly a Vince McMahon um, favorite and it's been going on long enough that it seems longer than his like 3 week flavor of the month push the amount of television time that Matt Riddle gets is absolutely staggering yeah <laughs> um and uh his personal life aside he's very entertaining uh so you know that's fine
1: but yeah
0: uh, thoughts on money in the bank stuff here
1: yeah i mean like the, <laughs> the knock on Matt Riddle i don't think was ever that he wasn't a good wrestler or a fun, entertaining guy. I think I always thought there was no chance that Vince would get him. But then I did see there was that video. They did like an RVD documentary for the network. Yes. And there's the scene where he and Vince are like, like dapping each other up at the hall of fame. Yes. And like Vince clearly does have like some affection for Rob Van Dam. And I was like, maybe, okay, maybe he will like, maybe (laughs) I could see I don't think he's going to make him his world champion. He's going to be a a top guy forever, but like this guy, there are worse spots to have than WWE Rob Van Dam, you know? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. And they brought Rob back for two nostalgia runs. Remember that? Like, and he got Mm -hmm. decently pushed on both of those, you know,
1: like intercontinental title level or whatever, but Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yeah, they built
1: that one money in the bank show around his return. Basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yeah, so uh Drew McIntyre getting uh in the money in the bank match. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. I feel for Drew, I really do, because he's going to be the, he's the pandemic guy. <laughs> yeah. It feels like already like they're moving on from him.
1: Well, I again, maybe the draft he moves to SmackDown and he's Roman's uh fall opponent. Mm. Um, but, again, I don't think he's the guy who beats Roman, ultimately. I still think that's The Rock or Brock Lesnar, like, um, or that level of guy. So, but, I mean, that would at least keep him in the top mix. But, yeah, d- at this point, if he's on Raw, they literally did a stipulation where he can't challenge for the world title anymore. Right. Why would you do that?
0: Right. Why would you book yourself into a corner per- on purpose?
1: Yes, um, so I have to assume that he's getting moved to Smackdown eventually uh, you know sooner rather than later but yeah September October whenever
0: they do that draft thing Right
1: but in the meantime that's still like 3 months of him and it's and I, and I get it to an extent because if he's not in the ladder match all your other stars are in that ladder match so it's like who does he wrestle Ginger Mahal right. like I mean actually that I mean there's a the story history there yeah. yeah so maybe he should have just <laughs> had like a, an 8 minute opener with gen- gender on the show or something but but yeah that I think that that was almost like they looked around and they're like well he's got to be in this match cuz otherwise we got nothing for him but right yeah it, it, he feels like a man without a country certainly um and it's like who like who are other heels be- built for him i'm trying to think of like you know who's the the equivalent of like the earthquake or somebody for him to to wrestle while he's not the world champion right now
0: i would have thought it would have been you know ron stroman or somebody you know somebody right. that level but uh they fired everybody at that level so the <laughs> roster is so freaking thin like like they have so much talent by the way vincent Mann going to uh was at the performance center today scouting talent uh but mm-hmm. he's there with bruce pritchard john Laurentis and nick Khan. uh <laughs> so
1: tino sabatelli look for tino sabatelli to get just a huge shove
0: he got he got fired I thought he was back for some reason he did and then he got fired again last oh, week I didn't realize that. I
1: yeah no he got it's... fired he worked like that one one aew dark and then was never brought back because and he left the rehired. spoilers right? right and they rehired him and I figured he would have a
0: job there kind of forever because he was gonna t- he teaches uh calisthenics well <laughs> And like, even though he wasn't officially a performance center coach, he'd been there long enough that I kind of thought that they saw him as performance center coach. And at least, at least like a personal trainer to, uh, to the, to the talent. But no, he got fired again last week. That's incredible. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you are. Okay. Vince going to the, I, I don't know, man. All for, you know, the big four Vince, Nick Con. Bruce Pritchard, John Laurinaitis going to scout talent at the performance center. First of all, they have cameras there, right? They have a live feed to Connecticut Mm -hmm. so that they can't get sued. They record everything so that they can't get sued for anything. You mean to tell me that Vince couldn't see with his own eyes on video who, who he wants to push or not push. He doesn't trust his son-in-law to tell him who the future of the company is. He has to go and see with his own eyes like i don't know man and then <laughs> if this is not about cost cutting and uh headhunting why
1: are why was nick con there yeah i mean that's his role right it's yeah he He's goes part- we need to cut x amount of dollars and then vince and bruce go all right we're cutting these five people or whatever like right
0: uh, yeah that's what i that's my takeaway from from Vince going there was like, well, whatever. He's, I think, past the point of saving at this point. But when I heard that the other three were there, it's like, oh, that doesn't sound good to me.
1: (laughs) Maybe they're going to fire Paul.
0: (laughs) This is it for Hunter. (laughs) There was the the weird rumor last week, or this this past week, that uh, Canyon Seaman had been fired. Mm -hmm. And apparently he wasn't. But... I mean, but maybe his role was restructured or something. Something, something. I think they look at if you're Nikon and you're looking at, you know, the expenses and the revenue sides of a ledger, <laughs> and you see this performance center that where you got all this talent stockpiled, and it's just a drain and it doesn't bring any money in. It's like,
1: well, you could probably, here's a place we could cut. <laughs> everyone <laughs> just cut it all Or like man. he's gonna look at it be like why are we paying Paul twice we pay him a talent contract and an executive I mean
0: that I feel like that's gonna happen like Stephanie and Vince get still get talent contracts no, like I that's just she double just, double just, double, I just, double I
1: just like the idea that Nick Nick Khan hates Paul of and is just systematically destroying everything that Paul spent the last three decades of his life trying to build
0: you know that's brilliant and I could buy into that
1: yeah <laughs> I just I love I love that that narrative. First, he's, he's just constantly calling Paul into the office, just like what we're spending how NXT. You what we have yeah. how many British wrestlers <laughs> that we're never gonna bring over? Just sitting in a warehouse, yeah. That we're paying. What are we doing, Paul?
0: <laughs> they added B Priestley to the UK uh, roster. The very problematic yeah. B Priestley. To the very problematic NXT UK this week. <laughs> Right at home, right at home. Just the their their next play to get Will Osprey. Yeah,
1: that's the, that's the long that's the long. Con- I mean, if there was ever a time to to tear him away from New Japan, I guess it's right now. But when he's faking a neck injury? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true,
0: but there's certainly a lot of smoke to the fire that maybe Will Osprey's not all that hurt.
1: Maybe like he his neck is hurting the way like Hulk Hogan's back was hurting in two thousand five <laughs> when he suddenly couldn't do the rematch with Sean to put Sean over. Yeah, he didn't want to do the cage match to Sean all of a sudden. Yeah, his back <laughs> something flared up there and you know, just had to go home. It's
0: also why he didn't go to
1: Australia.
0: His back was just acting up <laughs> in 2002. Oh man, that's incredible. Yeah, it's good. It's a good time. That Hogan stretch from 02 to 05, 06, I guess, with the last Orton match, fascinating to me. Fascinating how everyone worked everyone in that time. But
1: yeah, it's just there was <laughs> there's like the weird part in the middle where he tries he almost goes to TNA, but then doesn't.
0: Yep. He went to Japan. He worked a couple matches in Japan. <laughs> worked that like flea market against Big Show while Big Show was retired. Yep yep that was you know remember big show was gonna be a boxer but then he got sued and somehow that <laughs> kept him from being a boxer i don't know i was gonna but then <laughs> you know <laughs> just like, it's like well maybe you're 36 years old and 36 isn't like an ideal time to start training to be a pro boxer
1: yeah uh i, w- I think that's good advice as uh, as phil brooks mma career for yeah. Maybe, maybe 37 isn't the right age to start a, uh, a combat sports career. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Speaking of uh, Paul White, the Big Show. I guess Shaq is saying he's going to wrestle the Big Show in AEW soon. Yay. Um <laughs> the Young Bucks AEW uh, they return to the road this coming week. They have the Road Ridger show tag title match on that show, uh, the Bucks against uh, Kingston and Penta, who definitely the plan always was to have them team together, which is why they had them turn on one another like three months ago. <laughs> um, There's been some really good stuff on AEW this week. I think this week was the first episode of Being the Elite that I did not actively hate. <laughs> so there's that. Historic. Uh, Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy had a hell of a wrestling match on mm-hmm. the Saturday Night Show last week. They're slow building Omega and Page, which I assume is all out, and I assume Page is going to win the title all out. Do you get that vibe?
1: Yeah, I, i I've, I think we've talked about it on the show. I think that's, I, I saw that as the long term direction. From I think as soon as Kenny won the belt and turned heel. Um. uh obviously there's been uh i think there there's like the middle part here where it's like hangman has the yips and like isn't ready to because you know he's gotten to the to that level before and and then has failed a couple of times lost to jericho lost to kenny in the tournament all that right so like i think the middle part of the story like because they named him the number one ranked wrestler like three months ago yeah and then he lost to brian cage yeah and i think they did like a brawl or something to set up his loss and instead of that why don't you have it be like before that match have him do a a short interview where you know that weirdo alex marvez is like hey (laughs) win tonight you've solidified yourself as the number one wrestler are you gonna challenge kenny omega after you win and he gets like a little bit nervous and cagey and then leaves and then he loses Right. Like, I feel like that would maybe, I mean, that's, that's nitpicking. Like I don't want, Oh, we're splitting hairs here. Sure. But yeah, that, I mean, there's definitely ways I think in the middle here that they could have better told that, that hangman story, but I think long-term, yes, that's the direction. And with a full crowd in Chicago, that's, going to be a really cool moment when he wins that belt and, and he should come out on the when they say when the Dark Order said he needs to get back on the horse I hope they're talking <laughs> literally I want to see him come out on another horse
0: yes it will have to be a different horse because unfortunately Hunter Horse Helmsley passed away
1: <laughs> but... uh, I, you still have the great name that you, you coined on this show of course late, out there which is Hollywood Horse Hogan <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about that Man. one of the funniest things you've ever said.
0: <laughs> I see I you're not wrong. <laughs> but I don't like when in like something that I don't th- I just think is a throwaway. <laughs> it's like someone's like that's the funniest thing you have ever said. And it's like oh <laughs> man, I thought I was much funnier than that. <laughs> no, it turns out Hollywood Horse Hogan is is like the ceiling for my my comedy ability, but <laughs> uh i guess the only question with omega is does he defend the title one more time before the first week of september and if so who
1: yeah that that's a good question um i mean you could maybe it seems like they're they're still building to like a baby face brian cage turn here so mm-hmm. they're furthering that ricky starks is i guess about to be cleared and they're Gonna, he and and Cage are going to have a match, so you could maybe do Cage and him on television. There's always like a Lance Archer, um, or or and I guess they've already done Kenny and Pentagon on television, but they could do. Can you know, always I, do it again. Good, and or they yeah. could do <laughs> no problem with that. Yeah, no, I think that would be that would be just fine with me. Uh, you know, Pack or yeah, I don't I don't know what his status or his visas. St- Issues are how often he's able to get into the country. I don't know, man. They're uh, always writing him out. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I don't know when Phoenix is going to be back either. Um, but yes, yeah, so I mean, I, I think there's guys that you could pair him with for kind of a one-off title match on television. But um, I mean, I don't know if you would do it for the belt. I think if he's, you should do Kenny versus John Silver on television leading up to this match.
0: Sure. Yeah, and I'm just have him run through all those guys,
1: all those yeah. dark quarter guys. Yeah, no what, problem. Yeah, what have. are the what are the evil unos and and cult cabanas of the world for if not to be to be fodder for the the actual stars?
0: Yeah, and you got the story with uh what's it, even Alan Angels for God's sakes? Mm-hmm. Like he ran through him, uh, but he gave him a you know a ton of offense last time they wrestled. You got the story yes. there. He mentioned him in a promo this week on Dynamite
1: like Jericho was probably... that was actually probably the best line Jericho's ever had on on Commentator. <laughs> He's like I, I tear through you in 5 minutes five, or 2 minutes 5 and Jericho said last year it took him about 10. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you, that, that was probably done intentionally. Like I'm as I mentioned very high on the EW this week with the <laughs> which I don't think has ever happened before. <laughs> Uh, With the exception of one Jim Ross. Oh, baby. Dude, if you're a Jim Ross fan, you should probably just shut this off right now, and we'll talk to you again next week.
1: Yes.
0: No secret, before I was fired as the Dynamite recapper for F4W (laughs) Online, I would go in on JR quite a bit because I think he's bad at his job in 2020, 2021. Think he's lazy. I think he might be sipping some beverages mm-hmm. from time to time when he's on the air. Oh, yeah, Stop. that's Jacksonville. It's warm out there. Yeah, you got to stay hydrated. Sure, all sparkling beverages are hydrate, uh, hydrating. Mm-hmm, by the way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then there's stuff like he says, "There's nothing like catching WWE Dynamite live," or. <laughs> Kenny Omega is the WWE world champion or, you know, fill in the blank. He makes a comment about a woman's weight and then says, don't go after me for not being politically correct and talking about a woman's weight Mm -hmm. because he knows that he's misspoken off the top of, you know, speaking with speaking extemporaneously on uh, national television. Maybe, maybe it's time we don't cut Jim Ross a break
1: yeah and I you know I think I discussed this with a few different people on, on Twitter this week, and I would just say, and I think other people share my sentiments, some people do, not everyone. Um, the flubs and the little and the forgetting lines or forgetting stuff uh, would be more forgivable if he was any good <laughs> at <laughs> the rest of the time and or was like really adding something to the the broadcast booth there. Um and I we've talked about it before, I'll say it again. Like I just he spends most of the shows complaining uh about either the ref being out of position or, you know, team moves, you know, too much doing dives. Yeah, too much fun wrestling, which by the way, we talked about this off the year a while ago. There was a clip I think it, the Rockers and the Twin Towers wrestled at uh was that WrestleMania 5. Yeah, I believe so. Promise this is relevant. It's not just yeah. another tangent like that <laughs> Hogan stuff. Um, <laughs> and there's a clip, and they're just it's just like a ton of double teams. Both teams are just running in and out of the ring. Yeah. And there's like it's like five minutes of Sean and Marty just like doing like double drop kicks and stuff to Akeem's doing the big wobbly, you know, big man sell. Is he gonna go down? Right. Is he gonna go down? Right. And it's right. fun, crowds going crazy. Yeah. Little monsoon's putting over how innovative and exciting the rockers are. And yeah. Jesse Ventura, the heel, is complaining that they aren't tagging in and out, right. and that they and the ref needs to get them out of the ring, right? Because he's the heel and he <laughs> wants to ruin our fun, right? Whereas the 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 <laughs> the good guy announcer is saying, "Hey, isn't this fun? Isn't this cool?" Right. Like, uh, <laughs> and so Tony Schiavone and Excalibur are the hey, isn't this fun? Isn't this cool? Announcers, right. and then and Jim Ross. But I don't, the problem being, Jim Ross is not supposed to be a heel announcer, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. And therefore, he's not playing a character when he's just openly whining and complaining and messing up. He's just being bad at his job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's sad. And there is the thing where, everyone misspeaks it's not fair to harp on him for misspeaking and accidentally saying wwe maybe that's fine but maybe we can agree okay maybe it's time for a different role
1: yep yeah i mean i think i think even us who are not fans of his have (laughs) have praised him in some of those sit down interviews that he's done with people like Kenny and he's tremendous in those and Britt Baker. And yeah, he, like even recently he's done some good ones. I thought he was good in the one with Andrade uh, the other week. Um, I think that's a fine role for him. And you can, and if you want to still have him bring out, start the show every week you play his music, he comes out and says, you know, welcome to AEW dynamite and gives it, you know, gives a, you know, gives it all his gusto. And then he does a couple Use throughout the show each week, fine with that. Totally fine with that. Totally, and I I I appreciate we've talked about this a lot too. I appreciate that for like television people, having Jim Ross on your wrestling show looks good. He's the name brand announcer, right? Right. So I understand there's value in him. No one's saying fire him or or you know, there's Mm -hmm. that there's no, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cry, but I am not currently advocating for that. I would, but I say play, play to his strengths, which are short uh, pre-taped interviews <laughs> and that's it.
0: Stuff where he doesn't remember people's names or try to say Andrade El Idolo or talk about women's wrestling at all. These kinds of things.
1: Yeah, yeah, the less he has to talk about uh, uh, Chris Statlander's thighs, for example, I would appreciate that. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, New Japan's trying to ruin my life, as usual. Their Summer Struggle Tour has not started yet. They're still on the Kazuna Road. Uh, (laughs) Nagata and Ishii had a match this week. A lot of fun. Beat the holy hell out of each other, as you would imagine. Mm -hmm. Safely. But beat the whole out of each other. I saw Nagata's chest after the match and it was like, yep, he <laughs> he just wrestled Ishii. Yep. Yeah. Ishii cranked it up to main event Ishii chops. Like he's just never not gonna deliver in a main event. Period. And Nagata is somehow better now at fifty three than he was at like <laughs> fifty one. I thought at fifty one
1: maybe it was time. And Nagata's like having a really good year. Yeah, it's funny. I think we we maybe even talked about it on, that sh- on this show in the last couple of years, but it feels like we don't need like 18 New Japan grandpas on this show, but like Nagata and Kojima have both had like really solid years in the ring. And yeah. maybe that's them feeling some like personal pride of like, well, we've got to step up because there aren't as many foreigners and... You know things things are tougher. You know we've got injuries and stuff, so we need to step up. Whatever it is, it's it's working, man. They're they're yeah. they're having a heck of a heck of a run both in Japan. Obviously, Nagata got to uh, do that match match with Moxley on on AEW, and and then uh, you know Kojima's been wrestling in Impact for some reason, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's good good for them. It's like he's wrestling Eddie Edwards in front of no fans, and I'm like, man, that's Come on, <laughs> yeah, it's really weird.
0: It's like, it's like his like first major North American stuff should be a bigger deal.
1: Agreed, agreed. But you know they'll they'll get fans back soon. Hopefully, I guess maybe he'll do some stuff with the. Well, he's probably back in oh he is back in Japan now. But once things are are a little looser, maybe he'll come back and do like those new Japan Strong shows in California or whatever.
0: Yeah, they're running California in August. They, uh, Jay White and David Finley for the Never Title. Moxley's on that show. Outdoors, Los Angeles, 5,000 seat venue. They could bump it up to 10 if need be, but I don't think ticket sales are going that well. Ringside sold out, but I think there's stuff left in every other category. So probably two, three thousand, four thousand maybe for that show. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Interesting, but, um, yeah um i think that's all i had to discuss is there anything else that you'd like to talk about
1: no i think we've 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 covered uh quite a bit of ground this week um ready to never see the thunderdome or 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 you know daily's place was a fun wrestling environment before they were there for a year um yes but i am i am ready to someone has said like the last thunderdome show has to end with like them just burning it to the ground (laughs) but i don't think it's going to happen because i think the last thunderdome show is a pre-taped raw and the last actual show will be the smackdown the week before yeah that's right Uh, the last live show anyway so yeah uh, probably no destruction of the thunderdome uh in in our future here because they'll they'd still need it for one more show on the schedule or the taping schedule but ready i'm ready to say goodbye to that forever so
0: they could uh they could tape it on the friday and insert it on the monday
1: Oh, oh! There you go. I like that. Yeah, they could do that. Um. Okay. Well, I don't have a great way to end the show now. We solved it. We so we solved <laughs> the Thunderdome problem. Blow it up. Uh, yes.
0: Can we? Never mind. I'm just gonna. No, no. I won't say that.
1: <laughs> were you thinking about ways to solve the Jim Ross problem?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. I'll just say we're on the same wavelength. All right. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, Until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm William. And we'll talk to you very soon. And we'll have more stories from the wrestling life. Adios. Thanks for listening, don't forget to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features signed off 270 times. No idea what I've said <laughs> the previous 269 times. Mm-mm. Cool. Never get better. Nope. Nope. There's so a time I figured about 25 in, we really started to get good at this. And mm-hmm. then, um, I don't know. I haven't really listened like in the last two years, so I don't know if we're <laughs> any good or not, but <laughs>
1: I'd like to think so. But
0: yeah, that kills your soul, and uh, and that's hard to get over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't think I didn't try.
0: Yeah, so anyway. uh, (laughs) This is day 41 of the Resistance. I'm Keith Olbermann. (laughs) This will be my last broadcast because the the noose is tightening. (laughs) I've done it again, old chap. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) I swear.
1: I swear. I love him as a sports commentator, but what a friggin blowhard. Oh, he's the definition of a blowhard.
0: He's the last of a dying, well, I don't want to say the last of a dying breed, but blowhard white guy. You could make a career off that for a long time, and I don't feel like there's a whole lot of there's going to be a whole lot of
1: space for blowhard white guy in the next 2 to 3 decades. No, not in that sense, right? Like it was it was him and uh and Matthews is gone now, so it's like, right? Yeah, there aren't there aren't many of them. I mean, there's a space for that in in the the Fox era still, but oh, on the other side. <laughs> but yeah, as far as the, the 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 angry blowhard liberal man who, yeah, lectures you every night. I don't right. know. I don't know I don't know what Brian Williams is up to these days on his stupid show. But. He's
0: getting a little more sassy. <laughs>
1: It reminds me of my favorite uh, segment on The Soup with Joel McHale where they would play. He had like a news magazine right before it was discovered that he was a big fat liar and he got fired from from being able to tell the news. Um, (laughs) And he had like a special news magazine where he would do editorials and he was like ripping on, uh, there was like an iPad commercial with Zoe Deschanel in it. Yeah. And so uh, Joel McHale introduced the segment called Now it's time for Rare with Brian Williams. (laughs) And it would be like, it would be some clip from Brian Williams uh, news magazine show where he complained, where, you know, what what are all these kids doing running around? And then, and then it would go. And that was Rare with Brian Williams. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's very good. I try to keep on keeping on.